This is KP. And this is Kai. And, and this, this is You Had Me at Fraud. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speaker, commenter, expert, or host. They do not explicitly or necessarily reflect nor represent the podcast's policies or the views held by this podcast. The podcast or its channels cannot be held accountable for any of the views expressed during this show. And as always, viewer discretion is advised. How y'all doing? How to de do today? Story about Nanette Johnston for T. What's the end? Johnston. Uh, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Nanette was born on July third, nineteen sixty-five, in Chicago, Illinois, making her a cancer. So emotional. So we don't have much on. Nanette's background. So we're just going to get right into her because she started scamming from the beginning. In 1990, she met Tom Reynolds. And she met Tom Reynolds at a nightclub one night. And basically, she took him, well, he took her home for the night. And according to Tom, she ended up, he ended up going to work the next morning and she moved in. She said, I need a place to stay, and this is where this is where I live now. Yeah, Nanette, she, Nanette didn't have anywhere to stay, so she moved into Tom's house. Pretty soon, you know, Tom just basically accepted her for, I guess, to be his girl. A moocha, a gold digger. And with that comes, you know, Nanette had access to his bank account. So Nanette According to Tom, Nanette would decorate his whole house, redecorate his whole house. He noticed she was really into money, like a lot into money. She would be spending thousands of dollars of his money and without his knowledge. One day, Tom came home and saw someone lurking around his residence. Long story short, long story short... It was her ex-boo looking for that money. Nanette owed her ex-boyfriend money. He came to Tom's house looking for Nanette. Looking for Nanette. And <laughs> where's my money? Where's my money at? Because you, you owe me. And this caused Tom to raise some eyebrows like, who, 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 there's some shady stuff going on here. Well, one day, Tom found a lockbox in the house with a canceled check. And he found out that canceled check went to an ad. And what did that ad say? You take care of me, I'll take care of you. <laughs> <laughs> this ad was Nanette tucked out in the newspaper looking for a wealthy man to take care of her. And this immediately caused Tom to get upset and he immediately kicked Nanette out. So you got to go. He said, you got to go. You got to get out of here because I'm not, I'm not taking care of you. And I'm definitely not taking care of somebody that's going to be putting out a full, not a full page ad, but uh, uh, what do you call it? A singles ad looking for somebody else when you already over here. 
Well, a man by Bill McLaughlin replied to that ad. Yes. <laughs> he said, I'm going to take care of you, boo. So, yes, and this is where Nanette's big scamming started. This is how it started. Well, Bill McLaughlin was 20 years senior to Nanette. Yes, he was born on October 16th, 1930. So he was, I thought it was the 14th, but he was a little bit. Yes, it was October 14th. So he was, he he grew up in a lower income household when he was younger. He always was motivated to be a millionaire by the time he was 30. Yes. He went into the um. He enlisted to the Marines. Right. Yeah, and later on went off to college. And he, he... Studied biology, and in 1964, he graduated with a degree in biology. Um, so then some years later, he yeah. actually met a business partner. He, later on, he met a business partner, and they came up with the idea of a machine that would separate plasma from blood. And this is what caused Bill to become a millionaire. Yes, also... A year after he divorced his wife is when he, I think he, that's when he married Nanette. He married her. Yes. Like, he was, was in a, he was, he was married for 24 years to someone and they had three kids. And then, you know, he was going through a really rough divorce when he met Nanette, right? He met, when he met Nanette. So pretty soon Nanette, um, he, Bill started taking Nanette around his family and friends. And right off the bat, people knew something wasn't right. Nanette would introduce herself and say she was, you know, she she had a degree. Did she say she was like a lawyer or something like that? I think she said she was a lawyer, a degree in law. But, yes, she said she was, she said she was, she said that she was. She said she was a lawyer, but while she was married to Bill, she ended up meeting this guy, taking her kids to um, some gym or something like that. He was like a, I think it was like a fitness coach or something like that. So his no. name was. He was an ex pro NFL player, and his name was Eric Naposky. Napo Naposky. 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 Yes. She kept him as her side piece. Yes, while she was married to Bill. And then pretty soon, Bill's family was starting to question Nanette. Like, you know, she they noticed she started coming around. She had a new facial surgery. She had new boobs. She, you know, this, this looked very different to when she first met Bill. And they came up to Bill and said, you know, we think Nanette is using you for your money. And Bill just, you know, he was a very hopeless, romantic guy. He, just, he saw the good in everything. And... He was he wouldn't accept that Nanette was using him. He so he kind of brushed it off, but said he would keep an open eye right. for it. And as for Eric, when she, the way she covered it up was that she told Eric that Bill that they weren't together, they had no romantic interest or anything like that. Yes. that he was her business partner is what she was telling Mr. X NFL football player. And meanwhile. During all this time, she moved her kids in because, yeah, Nanette had kids from a previous marriage. She moved her kids in, and pretty soon, Bill added 
her to his life insurance policy as well as his kids, her kids. So another thing that Nanette did was she told Eric that she would help him with his um, acting career, which she never did. <laughs> she was just telling him what he wanted to hear, I guess. Yeah. Um, he also, she also told him that Bill was harassing her sexually, doing things to her that she didn't give permission to do, yeah. which it was a lie because that was not going down. Yeah. Well, shortly after, you know, <laughs> shortly after this, Bill didn't make it much longer because he was found shot in his kitchen floor. That's his son, Kevin. By um, his son now his his son kevin heard the shots yeah he didn't see the shooter he came downstairs from his room looked in the kitchen and saw that his father was on the floor bleeding he called the he called 911 immediately um he had trouble communicating with the dispatcher because he had been in a um car accident accident, which uh delayed his speech from um the car crash because it left him with um some brain damage so by the time that they got to by the time they got the police got to the house it was it was too late and bill had passed had passed on yeah by this time bill he was pronounced dead by the time the cops got there he was shot actually he was shot in the back of the head he was actually he was shot six times he was shot in um in the abdomen and in the chest yeah also what police found was that there was a key inside the doorknob. So they knew it had to be like an inside job. It wasn't just like, oh, the son did it. However, they did have, right. they did rule him out because they saw that the prints did not match. That, yes. That was and they key. saw that, they also saw that the son with his brain disability, he could not, his brain condition, he could not hold a gun steady enough to be able to shoot and actually aim and hit somebody because it just it, he he wouldn't be able to hold anything. So, so the next they checked the daughters. They had a tight anti alibi as well as the ex wife. She also had an anti alibi. Then, then they checked out Nanette. Now Nanette had an alibi as well. Her alibi was that she was at her son's baseball game, football game, football game. She was at her son's football game, and she was going Christmas shopping. And she went Christmas shopping. And she also had a receipt. Right. Then also, uh, when they they checked that out, they was like, okay, that adds up. However, uh, that little side piece that she had, that she thought she had kept secret so much, turns out that the police found out. So one thing that they the police found um, that was out of order or out of sorts was that the police actually found a key in the doorknob. That's how they knew that, okay, this had to be an inside job. They ruled out the son because the son, his fingerprints wasn't on that key. They ruled out the two daughters because they had an airtight alibi. They ruled out the ex-wife because she had an airtight alibi. And... um. Then they wanted to start looking at how Bishop, how Bishop was actually his partner from when they started the um, blood plasma machine. Right. So when that all started, you know, Bill, 
uh, Hal didn't become as rich as Bill did. So, you know, he was a little upset about that. So they thought that that could have been a motive. However, he was nowhere even in the state. So they had to rule him out, which then pointed him to Nanette. Now, Nanette, she also had an alibi. Her alibi was that she went Christmas shopping. She was also at her son's football game. Uh, she even had receipts to back this up. So now they're back at square one trying to figure out, you know, what, who, who could have done this? Who could have, who could have done this? Because, you know, if the son didn't do it, nobody in the family did it, you know, the, who could have done it? And it was also, it was also a maid and they, and they, um, canceled her out too. Okay. Yeah. And so, that little side piece that she had on the side. They found out she was at this football game, her son's football game, with that side piece. That little kept secret, it wasn't so much of a secret as much as she thought. Nope. So, this pointed them to investigate him. First of all, he was shocked that he was even a secret. He thought this was out in the open. Um... He thought her, fa- her family, which when I say her family, I mean her stepkids, they were shocked. His family members, they were shocked that, you know, she had somebody somebody else. Yes. And they also went to look at more motives to, as why, you know, it could be Nanette. Because if she had an alibi, they also looked into the fact that she was set to inherit $150,000 in the case of his death and live one year rent-free in his beach house. So she had that as that could possibly be a motive as to why she she uh, would kill him. Right. So the police questioned um, Eric. They, they find out that he owns a 9mm Beretta, the same gun that killed Bill. However, Eric's saying that, nah, that's not my gun. That's Nanette's gun. But in this case, goes cold because they can't find no proof to prove that they did this. This case goes cold for almost 13 years. 13 years. Eric and Annette break up. He goes his way. He moves to Connecticut. Yes, but before that, they found out Annette, you know, she was out here forging checks and embezzling money out of out of out of McLaughlin's Accounts. So they found out in 1996, he actually pled guilty to grand theft and forgery for stealing McLaughlin's money and agreed to repay three of his children nearly $500,000 that she embezzled. And, and, and you know, later they had a preliminary suit, and then that was for an undisclosed amount. But, yeah, she was out here using his money and signing checks with his name and, you know... Yeah, so as Eric went on to, you know, live his life on the opposite side, Nanette moved on as well. She ended up marrying um, a guy named John Packard. He was wealthy. Um, Luckily, she didn't kill him. (laughs) He found out that she was cheating, and he divorced her ass. He said, you got to go, bitch. Back your shit. Get the fuck out. My thing is, like, how you gonna have all these rich men and you out here cheating on them like isn't your whole motive to get the money i guess i mean they say men want to have their cake and eat it too i guess 
so. So then she oh she she ended up having a child by um John Packard. Also, she ended up uh, marrying uh, another guy, Bill McNeil. Um, she ended up having a child by him. I guess there's many of you know rich fishes out there in the sea because she just picking them up left and right. But the crazy thing is to me is how are these men out here marrying this woman? Yeah. And she's cheating on them. Yeah. She's having their babies. Yeah. She's stealing. Still is. And she was accused of murdering her husband. husband. How husband did they not know, know that? Like, like she keeping men a secret, didn't even know there was a secret. Yeah. She had This is why you should do a background checks on anybody you date because you just never know. They could they could be a murderer. They could be I'm telling you, my son is fourteen. He said, Ma, do you know within a lifetime you would most likely have passed at least 20 serial killers or murderers in your life. I said, what? What? And here she go out there. She's marrying them. She's marrying people knowing she a one. Well, she's not a serial killer, but she did kill somebody. Well, she had somebody. She she motivated someone. She gave him motivation off lies for financial gain. Yeah. So on July 14, 2007, the jury found Eric guilty of murder. He was sentenced to prison with no parole. Yep. Um, Life in prison. Right. Investigators came out, but I think that at that point, for some reason, I think that didn't like, 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 yeah, he just sat in jail. He was wait awaiting his sentence. Yeah. I don't even think he got sentenced yet. Or he could have been out on a bail, but we we don't know. That's not. It hasn't been. We. But then that's when investigators came up with the um, reason that Nanette was actually the reason. Eric killed Bill because she wanted that money. So she was lying to Eric saying that, you know, he's doing this and this and that to me. He's abusing me. Whole time, she just she just using him to use that one to get to what she wants. Yeah, and a neighbor comes forward and says she saw McLaughlin pull up to the house one day and was wondering why he was there. I think that she he was saying that he was going to shoot him or something because he was really upset. Yes, and actually the neighbor is the one that called the cops for some suspicious activity. But at the time, I don't think she knew he had a gun. And also, I think, like, when everything happened after Bill was killed, after Mr. McLaughlin was killed, yeah. she never came forward and said, like, right then and there, like, right, this right. is what was going on. Like, these are encounters that I've had when I've seen this guy come around. She didn't right, right. And it pays to have a nosy neighbor, I guess, because, you know. I'm still with it. <laughs> <laughs> it pays to have a nosy neighbor, because I would want a nosy neighbor if something was weird going on to, you know, call the cops and say, but sometimes, you know, the cops don't even, they come, they knock on the door and, you know, if nobody answers, they kind of walk away. Cause I've listened to so many cases, they knock on the door and they walk away. And the next thing you know, boom, boom, the person right gone. And then also remember that receipt receipts when she went Christmas shopping, she had one receipt. She brought one thing and that's when they were like, this ain't adding up. So, the police say, you know what? It doesn't even matter if she had a receipt. At this point, we know she didn't shoot him. Yeah. We know that she was the motivation. Yeah. And so was Bill's coins. That was yeah. that motivation. Yes. So, Eric was still trying to say that he, you know, he was at the club 
because he was a bouncer at night. Yeah. So he was saying that his alibi was, oh, I was on my way to to work at the club, but he he the time wasn't adding up. Yeah, and so, he realized during the time, oh, this is actually after this. So this this should have been said before, but Bill and and McLaughlin, sorry, Bill and Johnston, they were going to actually. He was suspicious. He they was actually going through a separation at the time of his death. They also found out that information too. So that could be another motivation. She would think, you know, if I if we separate, I'm not gonna get any money. My lifestyle of luxury was stopped. So that's another motivation. Right. And then by um May two thousand nine, Eric was sentenced. That's when he was sentenced to um life in prison yeah. no parole yeah. and then uh Nanette was sentenced June 2009 um life in prison no parole but he got uh first first degree murder um actually it's saying uh Nanette was sentenced on June 18th sorry 2012 so a couple years later and to this day, she's still denying that she had anything to do with Bill McLaughlin's death. Um, to me, it was just sad because it's just like, you know, you got life anyway. Just admit it. Just just admit it. I mean, maybe she, for some reasons or some legal reasons she can't. I, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know. Right. But y'all might be wondering, like, how is this a scam? This is a murder. Yes, it is a murder. But it's also a scam because she stole half a million maybe more from this man and he didn't even know it he was dead at the time actually well before he was she was still stealing from him before he died and he didn't even know and that's sad because that's just somebody who's willing to take care of you somebody that loves you yeah, all he but wanted you, was love that's all gotta, he wanted you gotta make sure that that person loves you as well you can't just give all you can't give your all if that person's not giving that all don't give your all yeah so, tell us what you think about this one. This one, to me, was kind of sad because it was like, man, this man just, you know, he lost it. His, his kids don't have him around anymore or anything like that. She don't have, I mean, her, she's still alive, but, you know, she can't be there for her kids because of her selfishness. And then also with Eric. Eric got kids. I think he has a kid, and he can't be there for his children, his child or children either. It's just all messed up. Yeah. This is an unfortunate case. Very unfortunate. Well, on that note, we're going to cheer up anyway. Yeah. Sip our tea. Yeah. And go to sleep. <laughs> Have a good night. Bye-bye. Uh, now, next is our listener. Stay tuned for our listener stories. Oh, sorry, y'all. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and now it's time for listener scammer stories. We have some stories that people have written in. Um, we have one story to where <laughs> somebody wrote in that this couple tried to accost me at the bar in a restaurant. They thought because I had a few several, I'd fall for the okie doke, but no love. <laughs> but I stay ready. <laughs> okay, so the next story somebody wrote in. It said, embarrassing, but I accidentally put a Target gift card number 
in a fake Target website. And I was so pissed because once I put the fake numbers in, put the numbers in and pressed check, it kept going to the main page and not showing how much money was on the card. End up using my phone to check the amount and decided to go to Target to get something. Well, once it I got there, it was at zero. That's weird. This one is so funny, and I don't think I should read it because I don't know if they were being real or not. It says, this sexy telemarketer promised he'd take me on a date if I gave him my credit card information. I gave him my fake info, and he hung up as soon as I gave him the number on the back and wouldn't pick up when I called him back. I was heartbroken for weeks. So hold up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a is this real cause telemarketer she thought the telemarketer was gonna take her out on a date she said he was sexy well he had a sexy voice she said a sexy telemarketer so I don't know if that he was trying to get themselves up cause you know if you work in a call center you try to talk smooth she thought she got his real she got she thought he got his number and he was on but I've been on Right, I've been on, I've been on, uh, you ever been on a phone to pay bills with somebody and they sound really sexy? Like, y'all have that on? Yeah. What you look like. <laughs> <laughs> hey. True, true. You have a sexy you, And they be like three feet tall. And... Over there looking like I from Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I think that's, it for this week. We also have a show. We want to introduce. Do we? Do I? Oh, we only got like two sentences. Oh yes. <laughs> so we were gonna add this to the beginning as an update, but in true crime news, I guess this could be considered true crime news. Have you guys watched the new show called Candy on Hulu? This show is so good like so it follows a woman okay and it's based on a true story it follows a woman you know that you know gets accused of committing a crime i'm not gonna say what crime because that would be giving too much away oh girl i'm glad you said something because for the whole story <laughs> <laughs> and i don't want to spoil anything but so she was accused it's a scandalous she crime she was accused or she did it. we don't know well, I know because I watched the show. If other people are going to watch the show, by the way, this is not sponsored, but I figured this was such a good show. I had to say something, and this is kind of related to, you know, what our podcast is about. So, yeah, she kind of, well, it's true crime. It's true crime, and it was based on a real true crime at that. So, it's a good show, y'all. And who's the main actor? Oh, because they're married. She's married to Justin Timberlake, and Justin Timberlake is in. That's another. That's a little spoiler. Justin Timberlake is in the show, y'all. Jessica Bill. She plays the main character. Oh, she married yeah. I think they're still together. I think they're. I think they're still together. I think they're still together. But yeah, she 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 is actually a really good actor. Like, girl, I thought you were saying that. Actor that, that's no. her husband. No, 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 no
still married or dating Justin Timberlake. Oh, last I tried. And they're both in this movie, so yeah, Ooh. it's really good. So check that out. If you're into true crime, check out Candy on Hulu. And I think that's all we're, we have for you this week. Is that all, Kai? Yeah. All right. We will see you all next, next week. week. Another, another case. Yes, the next case we have, please stay tuned because this is a this is a big one right here. This is a this is gonna take y'all for this scam is a big scam. <laughs> but if you guys are listening to this, you stream us, we are available on Spotify, Anchor, Audible, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. And I'm trying to still get us on Apple Podcasts. So stay tuned for that. And follow us on IG and TikTok at You Had Me at Fraud. And please send write in your stories. If you ever got scammed, write in your stories to us at You Had Me at Fraud at gmail.com. And I think that'll be it. Goodbye.